Hello, and welcome back to Spiritual Virtues Podcast, where we are going through different stories about Abdu'l-Bahá leading up to the ascension of Abdu'l-Bahá at the end of November. I hope that you have your teeth brushed and your hands and faces washed, and perhaps you're snuggled into your, into your bed under the covers listening. Or maybe you're on your way to school and you're listening to us in the car. Or maybe you're at home after a long day of school or homeschooling, and you're just tinkering around listening to us while building with Legos or drawing. My kids use their hands all the time while listening. So we're used to, we're kind of used to that in our house. In any case, it is the end of the day here, and I'm going to go finish getting my kids ready for bed so we can snuggle down and read the next story in the book, Mighty. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Okay. The story today is called The Veil. It takes place in Akka, which um, today is in Israel. It takes place in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Here we go. The young boy carefully climbed up the stone seawall that wrapped around the old city of Akka. Steadying himself, he stood on the tips of his toes. He anxiously scanned the crowds of people walking through the narrow streets below. The sunlight danced on the red rooftops and the blazing heat baked the cobbled streets below. Peering through the crowds, the young boy finally spotted his two visitors. He jumped down from the wall and ran towards them. Thank you for coming, he said breathlessly as he reached Abdu'l-Bahá and the doctor. Please come this way. My uncle's in the building over there. The young boy guided them through a narrow alleyway and opened the wooden door of an old brick building. He's on the top floor, he said. With a whisper, he added, thank you again for coming. Abdu'l-Bahá and the doctor entered through the creaking door and made their way up the narrow and dirty stairs. The doctor had never been to this building before, nor did he recognize the little boy. Who is the patient that Abdu'l-Bahá has asked me to come and visit, he wondered. Reaching the top floor, Abdu'l-Bahá and the doctor entered a small, dark room. Lying in the corner on a thin and torn mattress was a patient. The moment the doctor saw the patient, he stopped in his tracks. This must be a mistake, he thought. This can't be the man that Abdu'l-Bahá has asked me to help. He has, be- he has always been so unkind to Abdu'l-Bahá. The doctor remembered how just last month, in front of a large group of people, this man had spoken rudely about Abdu'l-Bahá, shouting, Why do you speak to him? He is a Baha'i! This, even though Abdu'l-Bahá had shown only love and kindness towards him. Abdu'l-Bahá had even given the man's family food and clothes when they were in need. And now, although this man had shown only unkindness towards Abdu'l-Bahá, Abdu'l-Bahá again had come to help him, not only with food and money, but with a doctor, too. The doctor reluctantly made his way to the sick man lying on the bed. Do you know what reluctant means? Super quickly and like void. No, reluctant is is like you don't really want to do it, but you're going to do it. So the doctor reluctantly made his way to the sick man. Like kind of being careful on a little unsure. Yeah, you just kind of don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. And why is he being reluctant about it? Because... The guy did not treat Abdul Baha. Abdul Baha, no, well, but he still thinks it's, he still thinks it's the right thing to do. Yes, that's absolutely right. Just turn my sound off. I keep forgetting to do that. The doctor reluctantly made his way to the sick man lying on the bed. 
He asked the man how he was feeling, and then asked to take his pulse. The man stretched out his arm. Then, to the shock of the doctor, with his other hand, the man lifted his gray cloak and held it in front of his own face. The doctor could not believe what was happening. Not only was this man, not only has this man shut out his heart to Abdu'l-Bahá, but now he's covering his face so that he doesn't even have to look at Abdu'l-Bahá, thought the doctor, aghast. I cannot bear to see such rudeness towards Abdu'l-Bahá, especially after all that he has done for this man. Angry with the man, the doctor abruptly got up to leave. Turning towards the door, the doctor expected that Abdu'l-Bahá too would leave. However, Abdu'l-Bahá did not move. He remained by the man's side. The doctor paused. Abdu'l-Bahá is showing only love, he realized. Following Abdu'l-Bahá's example, the doctor turned around and slowly made his way back to the man, whose face remained covered by his cloak. The doctor examined him and gave him what was needed to get better. Only then did Abdu'l-Bahá and the doctor leave. The doctor never forgot that day. Over the coming years, whenever the doctor would see the man, either in the street or in the market, his heart would fill with sadness. Despite Abdu'l-Bahá's constant and untiring love, the man continued to shout rude and unkind words towards him. Whenever the man would see Abdu'l-Bahá, even from across the street, he would cover his face with his cloak so as not to look at Abdu'l-Bahá's face. How can a heart be so veiled? The doctor would ask himself sadly. Then one evening, many years later, the veil was finally lifted. What does it mean for a veil to be lifted? Do you know what a veil is? No. A veil tends to be a... Like a kind of cloakish, like capish, like, um, well, like a kind of like a cape blanket thing that you wear on your back. Hmm, that's a cloak. But a veil is usually a thin piece of fabric that goes over your face. You wear a veil mm. over your face. Mm. But was he actually physically wearing a veil over his face? No. So what do you think they mean by the veil was lifted? He finally didn't do it what he thought. Let's see. Then one evening, many years later, the veil was finally lifted. There was a chilly breeze in the air and the winter sun was getting ready to set. The doctor had just seen his last patient for the day and was slowly making his way home. As he walked up the cobble street, he noticed someone standing in front of the house of Abdu'l-Bahá. He thought he recognized the man, but his eyesight had worsened over the years, and he could not make out who it was, especially in the dark. Curious, the doctor moved closer and watched as the man knocked on the door. A minute later, the door opened, and the street was flooded with light from the house. I thought it was him, said the doctor to himself, this time seeing clearly that it was a patient who had covered his face so many years ago. What brings him to Abdu'l-Bahá's home? Just at that moment, Abdu'l-Bahá came to the door. To the doctor's surprise, the man fell to his knees and started to weep. Forgive me, sir, he cried. For 24 years, I have done evil to you. For 24 years, you have done good to me. Please forgive me. Uh-huh. Abdu'l-Bahá immediately bade the man to rise, showing him the same love and kindness that he had shown him for the last 24 years. The doctor's heart filled with the light of understanding. Love, said the doctor to himself. It can only be love that has caused the veil to finally be lifted. This says, The young boy is an imaginary character who observes a true story about Abdu'l-Bahá. 
So we were talking about the veil before. So a veil is a thin piece of fabric that sometimes people wear over their face to hide their face, but it makes it hard to see sometimes, right? It, it, it obscures your view. So if they're talking about a spiritual veil, what do you think that means? What would a spiritual veil be? Um, I don't know. Do you think a spiritual veil might be not recognizing when someone is being kind and loving and just to you? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking that, um... When I think about a spiritual veil, I think about not recognizing the signs and spiritual truths because we are so consumed by our own lives and our own opinions and our own ideas and our own egos that we don't recognize and see the spiritual truths. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. So this says, love gives life to the lifeless. Love lights a flame in the heart that is cold. Love brings hope to the hopeless and gladdens the heart of the sorrowful. Abdu'l-Baha. Can you tell me what this story was actually about? Um, being kind to each other and being helpful and loving. Yeah. So if Abdu'l-Baha is the perfect example of how we should treat other people, what would be the lesson we learned from this example today? Kindness and love. What about if someone is being mean to you and don't unkind? Them. I don't know. You don't know? What do you think? There's no wrong answer. You can avoid them. You can avoid them, yeah. What if they fall down and you see them fall down, but they've treated you badly in the past? Help them. Help them up, maybe? Yeah. Now, there's a difference between having our own boundaries and people crossing our boundaries and being kind to someone because we recognize that they're struggling with something, right? If someone's abusing you or hurting you, it is never your job, especially as children, to uh, correct that necessarily. But it is our job to be loving towards people and realize that sometimes people are struggling with their own issues. What, Parker? In the kitchen, we have a sign that says, be good to people for no reason. Do you know what that means? Be good to people for no reason? No. What do you think? Um, be good to people even if you don't want to. Be good to people even if you don't want to? Yeah, maybe. I think it means be good to people without any expectation Of what you're going to get back from them. We're not good to people. And we're not kind to people. And we're not caring to people. Because we expect something in return. Right? We are good and kind and loving to people. Because we view them as spiritual beings. As souls worth our respect. And our kindness. And our compassion. Right? Was Abdu'l-Bahá being kind to that man. Because he was expecting that man to... Be kind back to him? No. Even when that man was being disrespectful and hurtful and divisive and he got sick, Abdu'l-Bahá still went and took care of him and clothed him and gave him food. Right? 
So be good to people for no reason. Ultimately, that story was all about loving other people without expectation in return. Okay, so we're going to say a prayer, and then it's bedtime, okay? What prayer should we sing today? Um, oh, God, guide me. Okay, you guys ready? Can we sing it all together? Mm. Okay. Oh, God, guide me. Protect me. Make of me a shining lamp and a brilliant star. Thou art the mighty and the powerful. Okay, kisses for you. Kisses for you. Kisses for our listeners. We'll see you tomorrow.